saying earlier that God's presence being here that there's already people that are being dealt with if by show of hands how many can already tell a difference in their body by the time they walked in those doors to now show of hands amen a dozen of you amen wow God is good amen man <laughs> his presence is awesome amen. man God is such a good God He's so good. You know, I can never get enough. I, I just love always just telling God, saying, God, you're so good. And personally, I, every time I say it, the more I say it, I'm just like, the more I get amped for him. Just, God, you're so good. I'm like, I just want to say it again. Man, he's always been good. Always. God is not a God. And this is a healing meeting tonight. I want, let's, let's get into some of this healing. But God is not a God because he's a good God, and he's not ever trying to teach you a lesson, meaning with sickness. If you're in here tonight, you need healing in your body. That is not from God. It is never from God. God is not trying to teach you a lesson. God is not trying to test you. God is not trying to, uh, let's say, uh, you know, put a sickness on you so your friend can hear about Jesus or some crazy thing like that. That's never God. God is a good God. You know, the Bible says that, you know, where there's light, there can't be darkness. You can't have the two. God cannot function in light and darkness at the same time. John 10.10, it tells us that, Jesus tells us that I come, or the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come to give you life, and life more abundantly. God is not working hand in hand with the enemy to try to accomplish something. Why in the God of the universe doesn't have to try to use these evil ways or whatever to try to get his way to happen? God is good. If you ever think anything else, just remember that God is good <laughs> and only good things come from him. So, you know, even from the beginning, the, the sickness, that was never in God's plan. God never intended for there to be sickness, there to be de- disease, there to be death on this earth. That was never part of the plan. Man screwed that up. And that was Adam and Eve. They're the ones who brought sin, brought death. And what happened? God had to send Jesus to try to come and now fix it. And praise God, he did fix it. Okay. <laughs> so, some of you might be wondering, does God want me healed? Is healing for today? Yes and yes. So the, the best way to try to, if, if you think that God, if there's any of you that think that God might be trying to teach you a lesson, if you look inside the Bible, there's not a single instance in the Bible of God doing such a thing. Jesus, I should say. You cannot find Jesus ever turning someone down when they needed healing and telling them, no, that's my Father's plan. You should keep... Hold on to it. God's working something good in you. 
that does not exist everywhere in the Bible. Jesus always showed love. Jesus always showed grace. Jesus always showed healing to every person that came. The only time that Jesus didn't really accomplish much was when he was in his hometown. That's the only thing we have recorded of Jesus only being able to do a few miracles because it was his hometown. Everyone's saying, isn't this uh, the son of Mary and Joseph, the carpenter's boy? You know what we know, his brothers and sisters? That was the only time that we see that happening with Jesus. So if you ever want a good representation of what is God like, look at Jesus. And if you're trying to, if you have questions in life about what does God want for me, just look at what Jesus had. Look at what Jesus did, and that's what it is. So there tonight, obviously, there's people, some of you here that need healing. And I don't want to just give a message tonight about healing, have you come forward, lay hands on you, get you healed. I want to give you something where you guys can take, take it away and where you can live a victorious life because God wants us not only healed, but he wants us to walk in his promises and he wants us to live a victorious life. More than I would say he wants you healed because when you walk a victorious life, you're always walking in healing, right? So you've heard the saying, if you give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day. If you give, feed them, or if you teach the man the fish, you'll feed him for a lifetime. I want to give you guys some stuff tonight that's just not going to feed you for the day. I want to give you something that's going to feed you for a lifetime. Because I don't want, there's, the, the, in the body of Christ, there's always people, and no condemnation about this whatsoever, but we got to get to a place to where we don't always need to have somebody praying for us. We need to get to a place of revelation and of understanding of what God has given us to where we're not needing that. You know, to where we can go out and say, be healed. Right? So, you know, and, and personally, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of revelation in this stuff. I'm not saying I'm fully functioning, but I've gotten it pretty good. So, and I'm going to get to more things. But you guys know what a, uh, a will is. Imagine everyone in here should know what a will is. Like, you know, so let me explain it just in case you don't know. So a will basically states that uh, it's just a document that's written up that says if the, the person who's writing it out that when I die or something happens to me that my assets and these things are going to go to the beneficiary, which would be kids, you know, family members, some people do government. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so that's, that's what they do. And so when that person dies, by law, those kids or the family members, you know, no one can come up and say, hey, that house is mine. Say, like, no, 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 no. In the will, this is mine. My dad wrote that for me. So now let's, I want to I do this. Okay, let's imagine something. Okay, imagine my dad is Bill Gates. Okay, we're imagining. So dad, <laughs> Bill Gates, <laughs> so dad writes his will. He has billions, like enough money that you can't even imagine. And dad writes a will for all my brothers and sisters, and he dies. In that will, we all get our piece of, you know, the, uh, the assets and everything he left behind. And by, like I'm saying, by law, we all get that. So, now obviously, we'd be pretty sad if dad died. But we also would be pretty happy knowing that my dad thought of me and he, 
you know, he accomplished, he was victorious, and he left me with tons of stuff because of how much he loved me, right? So, by law, because of the will, we have all rights to it. Someone says you can't have it, basically it's just like you're wrong, I do have it because I got the law, it's right here, the will. So, likewise, when Jesus walked this earth, think of Jesus now as your dad, When Jesus walked this earth, the possessions, the things that he had, the things that he did, he left behind in a will for all of us to be the beneficiary. And he did not leave a single thing out. You know, look with me in first or second Peter 1 3, if you have your Bible. In there it says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Which things? All things. That means Jesus didn't hold back nothing. So because he said it, (laughs) and it's written right here, what does that mean? That means it's rightfully ours by law. Right, church? So it's all found in the Bible. Now listen, if we don't know if you don't know what the Bible says, or if you don't know what the will says, then how are you gonna ever know what's rightfully yours or not? Now imagine, how do you know your dad? Now let's, let's say we're all children of Bill Gates. <laughs> how do you know your dad didn't leave you a Ferrari in a hidden garage on a piece of property that he owns somewhere, and he left every single one of us one of these Ferraris? How would you ever know about it if you never read the will? Dad has a piece of property inside of where? Hawaii, located somewhere in the mountains, and there's a Ferraris all for us, and none of us know about it? So you go and you get your Ferrari, and you're driving around, and then someone says to you, I hope you guys can follow this, someone says to you, Dad didn't leave us a Ferrari. Well, yeah, he did, because I've been driving it for the past five years. This thing drives smooth, it's fast. Life is so much quicker when you can get to the store like that. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Listen, we're only gonna get from God what we believe that God's going to give to us or what he has given us. So if if you think that God didn't leave you, dad, don't wanna get sidetracked on this. If you don't believe dad didn't leave, leave you a Ferrari, then don't enjoy the Ferrari. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and enjoy the Ferrari. And, uh, because, I, like I said, I've been driving mine, and I saw yours. Yours is sitting in the garage. It's pretty clean. I mean, mine's been getting dirty from all the driving. But yours is purrs like a kitten. I saw it the other day when I parked. <laughs> you know, people, people that tell you that you can't... I hope you... Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. You hope you guys are tracking. So people that usually are saying, well, you, you don't have the Ferrari, are usually the people that are miserable, people that are poor, people that are always dealing with issues in life. So wh- one of the things that I was getting the other day is that we have absolutely no right whatsoever to ever blame God for anything that we lack. Because according to God's will, like we read in Second Peter, 
He's given us all things. If you lack something in your life, that is not God's fault. That is our fault. Bible tells us in Proverbs that my people perish for what? It's a lack of knowledge. And why don't, you have the, why don't we have the knowledge? It's because we're not reading, because we don't know. Amen? So what did Jesus leave us? He left us everything. But tonight we're just going to go through a few things uh, that I want to just just to point out that he left us. Because sometimes, you know, it, it, we can say, yeah, God left me all things. Well, what did he leave you? Uh, all things. Well, what happens when you get sick? Did he leave you sickness? Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, or did he, not sick, not, not, not did he leave you sickness, but did he leave you healing for the sickness? Then it's like, well, I don't know. You left me all things. Is sickness included inside that? Well, if you didn't read it, then you don't know, Right? So turn with me over to John 14, 27. I love this verse. John 14, 27. So what did Jesus leave us? Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. (laughs) What does this show me? Actually, let's move on to another one. Actually, let's read this whole thing. Sorry. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now go flip a few pages over to John 16, 33. And that says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. These two verses, if you read them like with each other, it's actually pretty awesome because basically it's just like, you know, don't be afraid, have peace, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. It's like, okay, well, I have peace. Amen? So if we, this, the Bible, the will, is telling us that we have peace. So that we, we all, all of us in here, that means we have peace. Whether you feel like you don't have peace, peace is in the will. If you don't know you don't have peace, then you don't have peace, and you never will have peace. You've got to know you have peace. Once you understand that, then you'll have peace. <laughs> you guys are following good. <laughs> All right, next up. John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. God has left us Joy. I'm going to move through these a little bit quick. 2 Corinthians 9.11 says, Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. What is that? That's prosperity. In which ways? Oh, in every way, I'll be prosperous. I'll be enriched. Man, isn't that good? That's awesome. And obviously, like I said, I'm trying to go through these quick, but healing. Isaiah 53.5 says, by his stripes we are healed. And if you look in the New Testament, in 1 Peter 2.24, it says, by whose stripes you were healed. Now, you notice there that's a past tense. You were healed. That means when Jesus died, this, the will that we rightfully have, the Bible, when Jesus died 2,000 years ago, that's when healing started. We were healed 2,000 years ago on the cross. Not now, 2,000 years ago. He wrote it. Amen? All right. 
Now this is where I start getting really excited. <laughs> Throw with me to Luke 19, or 10, 19. So what did Jesus leave us? This is, I've saved the best for last, but this isn't the last yet. There's one more. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus left us power. Power to have authority over all of the power of the enemy. Each and every one of us in here, by law, Okay, we're not talking about Old Testament law. We're talking about new law. Okay, the, law, the, the, the will that Jesus wrote, he gave us power. And every single one of us has that power. If you are saved, you have that power. When I, when we, when I first got up, Matthew eleven twenty three, 23, it says, Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto his mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and thou shalt not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he says now I just read that verse now we all know what John 3.16 says right I think the whole world knows what John 3.16 says but I want to point out something real quick with with these two verses right here Matthew 11.23 and John 3.16 John 3.16 says for God so loved the world that whosoever Matthew 23 that whosoever you have two things going on here one of them is where you get saved and that whosoever yes you have so many people just just get saved just tell Jesus you I believe in you Jesus according to what John 3:16 that's who whoever believe in his in him should not perish but have everlasting life yes everlasting life brother and then you mentioned something in Matthew 11:23 that yeah you can speak to your mountain and then all of a sudden things change no you can't do that that was that's not part of it well what's this whosoever thing where did this change it didn't change right we can't be Focusing so much as far as like, yes, it's so, it is so easy to get saved because it's whosoever does it, you'll have it. And then also, if you're having issues in your life, you have mountains, it's a whosoever. If you speak to it, it's the same faith, it's the same thing, it's easy. All right, last one, which is just amazing. You guys better hold on to your seats. This is the best one. Jesus being as awesome as he is left us with something that's better that I personally would say, don't give me peace, don't give me joy, don't give me prosperity, don't give me, I mean, the Bible even says wisdom. If you lack wisdom, just ask it. There it is. And healing and power. What am I gonna say? In Acts 1.8, Jesus said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now Joe, didn't you just say power? I'm talking about a different kind of power. There's a difference because, remember Matthew 11:23 23, it says whosoever? 
That's just saying all of us. You get saved, man, you got power. But this is Holy Spirit power. This is different. Romans 8, 11 says, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. That means the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me when I receive Holy Spirit power. (laughs) There's a big difference. Now listen, a V8 Mustang, you know, it's pretty, it has power, right? Yeah, it can go places, but man, wouldn't you want a supercharged V12 or twin turbo, whatever they make, engine? It's a lot different. Yes, the V8 will get you by for a while, and you might actually enjoy life. But man, when you're inside a V12 twin turbo, <laughs> life is a lot better. Because when you face obstacles in life, things that come at you, man, that hill looks pretty steep for this V8. Well, hey, in my V12, I can cruise right up that because I got Holy Spirit power living on the inside of me. I know I'm going back from natural to spiritual, but you guys should be following. <laughs> man, I just, this is, this is great. Uh, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, you are missing out on some of the most key elements of life. And so let's see. You know, there might be some of you that say, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I believe that. You know, Holy Spirit power that that doesn't exist. Well, what did Jesus say? Jesus said in John fourteen twelve, he said, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, that." He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he, sh- he shall do also. And greater works than these he shall also do. Because I go unto my Father. Now, he said greater works. If you read this verse, if you're really trying to understand this verse, he said the works you will do also, but greater works because I have to go. Why did Jesus have to go? Because he could not be on this earth while the Holy Spirit came to dwell on this earth. Couldn't have that. So this is saying, this is the big, if if you don't see this like I see it, because I go unto my Father. When Holy Spirit came, that's when greater works came. I mean, it's like, what, what else is there? It's like if we have the same power that Jesus had and more. Like, we're gonna do greater things than what Jesus did. I mean, Jesus walked on water. He raised the dead. He healed all, all the sick. I mean, you read so many countless stories of healed all the sick and how, who knows how many thousands there were. You know, speaking the tr- fig trees and they're dying and all these awesome things. And we have that and more. So there's a critical, critical element in all this. And th- these, these things I'm saying, it's just like, this, this is only part of it. I mean, there's... If, if you're reading the Bible and you see something that Jesus said that he left, that's yours. It's all of ours. But I'm, I've only given you guys a few of them. But there's a critical element that we have to do, and that is we have to speak. The world was created through speaking. Jesus, God didn't think the world into existence. Jesus, when he laid hands on people, didn't think, be healed. <laughs> right? 
what happened? He had to speak, right? Jesus spoke. Likewise with us, if we aren't speaking, man, we can't just be like, hey, Joe, that's great. I got joy, that, that we have joy, that we have peace, that we have prosperity, healing, power, Holy Spirit power. That's awesome. And then when life comes down to it, when issues in life, and we're just remaining silent, the devil will eat your lunch if we're not speaking. Because what happens is that things start coming in, we look at it, we thank God, thank, you know, we're thinking. Thank you, God, that's whatever. We cannot do that. Here's the thing. We know it, Romans says that faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. When you, you get your faith by hearing, and then you act on your faith by speaking, and then that's you putting your faith into action, if that makes sense. We have to speak. You cannot live a victorious life without speaking. Listen, we're, we're all a child of God. If you're saved, you're a child of God. And all these things are what we all possess. And it's what we have full access to. There's, if, if full access all the time. Like I said, it, God left, Jesus left everything for us. And here we are, and it's ours. And we can either believe it or we can't believe it. But here's the thing, it's what we have on this earth and we just gotta act like it. Act like what? If you don't think you have joy, you need to have some joy. You need to act like you have some joy because that puts your faith in the action and you telling yourself, I got joy, right? I have peace, despite the situation. You know, I think, it made me think of a family name. I couldn't think of a great family name, so I used my name. It is, Joe, you're an Argon. Argons don't lie. Argons don't cheat. Argons don't blank, blank, whatever, whatever, whatever. Likewise with us, you are a child of God. Children of God, we don't walk around miserable. Jesus fixed that. You don't walk around with your head down. Why? Because you have joy. Dad left you joy. Here's the thing I don't get is that we were left Ferraris, <laughs> and it seems like most of us want to ride the bus. <laughs> Swipe my ticket, whatever that works. I'll take the bus. Man, I wish I could have that Ferrari. It's the same way. It was left for us. All of it, we just got to believe it. We got to read it, and we got to claim it over our lives. You might be saying, Joe, you're a little crazy. Is this like the name it, claim it thing? I don't think I believe all that stuff. Well, hey, go ahead. Don't believe it. I'll believe it, and I'll take, I'll take, your, I'll take your stuff. Okay? I could use two Ferraris. Everyone's going to go home tonight with Ferraris in their mind. <laughs> oh. You know, it, it, the, with, with the speaking, it, it makes me think in, in the Bible, like, where did, uh, like, you, you have these people hearing about Jesus. How did they hear about Jesus? Because someone was speaking. You know, it, it, uh, it says that uh, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. These are all the, the word that that's spoke. How did these people, 
They heard about the things that Jesus was doing, and what did that do? That gave them the faith. They went and saw it because of their words. You must speak, talk, speak things out. Listen, I'm not just saying this stuff just because I read the Bible and found all these great things. I've been, ever since a young kid, when I first heard about this stuff, I started putting it into practice. I got saved here when I was 12 years old, and at 14, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, that was a huge, life-changing event. And I can remember that from that day of different things that I put into practice, and I want to just go through a few of them with you. I remember, uh, let's see, which ones do I want to do? Okay. Uh, I remember just hearing about it, and I, I was probably 14, 15, and I remember there being like a weird... All of a sudden, one day, this big old honking lump was on the back of my knee. I'm like, what the heck is this? And I asked my mom, and she's just like, that's a cyst. And I'm like, you know, it's uncomfortable. And it's like, well, what do I do? I was like, I just heard about all this stuff. I didn't really know anything else. And so it's just like, I'm going to start putting this practice. Curse this in Jesus' name. What happened the next day? It was still there. I said, curse that. I cursed it. And literally within a few days, because I know those things, people go to the doctor to get those things drained out or whatever. Within a couple days, because I didn't know any of that stuff back then, within a couple days, the thing was gone. Now, what's funny is I haven't thought about that literally for years. And one, literally one month ago, I thought, I thought of it. I was like, I remember that. It's like, God, you're good. <laughs> and I was like, I, I remember dealing with that. It wasn't a huge thing, but I dealt with it, and what did I do? I put it in the practice. I spoke based off of what I just heard. And what's funny is that my mom, literally two weeks later, after having not heard, thinking of that for years, I took her out to lunch, and we're all talking, and, she's, and we didn't even mean talking about any of this stuff. And she's just like, hey, you remember that cyst that you had on the back of your knee? I was like, yeah. She's like, what'd you do to get rid of that? I said, spoke to it. That was it. I just thought it was ironic. I was like, I haven't thought of that in so many years. Uh, and here my mom is just randomly bringing it up. I want to give you another, another instance, okay? These are all small, at least for me, it was, it was smaller things. I remember, I remember having to mow lawns. Thank God I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, but I remember having to mow lawns, and I remember I was going from, it was a, I was a kid, so I was pushing these lawns. I didn't have a car yet. And so I was pushing these lawn, the lawnmower uh, through the neighborhood, mowing these lawns, and I had to go back to the house. And I remember my, my, I just had this pain in my stomach. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I don't know if I can go mow that lawn. What I did from that point was, I'm going to tell this to stop. And I remember this vividly, okay? It hurt. I remember putting my hands on my stomach. I said, I rebuke this in Jesus' name. And I remember my stomach instantly was making some weird sound. And... It was good from there. Now, I recently thought of this, and then I read some in the Bible, started thinking about some of this stuff. I spoke to it, and that pain left literally immediately. And it makes me think of some of the stories that we have in the Bible where Jesus spoke to somebody. He said, get up and walk. They get up and they walk, and what else did they do? He told them to go show themselves to the priest. And that makes me think back to that whole stomach thing. Like I said, that's the piece of cake thing. It's like, whatever, just a small thing. But it made me think. I could have, at that time, I could have stayed home after 
It's like, it's like, why did Jesus tell them to go see the priest? I could have stayed home and been like, oh yeah, I know I don't, it, it's fine now. I'm just gonna stay home just in case. Or I could have put my faith in action and said, yes, hey, I feel great right now and I'm gonna go mow the lawn because that's what I'm gonna do. Because I know that I spoke to that and it's happening and I'm not gonna give myself an option B of saying I'm just gonna stay home just in case. Just like with these guys, it's like Jesus is telling them, go. It was, yes, they got healing right when they stood up, but what else? It's just like, would that healing have stayed if they wouldn't have gone? Last one. Then this one's funny. I think I've told you guys this before, but I'll tell it again. This is actually sort of recent. So I got this dog, okay? This dog's nuts. Like, he's just, he's stupid. <laughs> but he's, he's a crazy, crazy dog. Like, his energy level is always a 10. Like, never stops. You make a move, and it's like, we going? No. Like, always staring at you, waiting for something to happen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even joking. Like, you can run him for miles, and then he gets back, and it's just still always watching. It's like, you are a freak of nature, man. Like, looks at the back door, just staring us down as we walk by. <laughs> like, where are you guys going? <laughs> so, I, I had this dog, and last year, I took him to the park, and there's a canal, and I was throwing, uh, I was throwing uh, this ball or a stick or something into the water, because he's nuts. Like I said, it's like he will chase anything, fetch anything. He's nuts. And so, he's getting in this canal, and he's running inside, he's having a blast, and he's drinking this water because it's hot out, and he's drinking. I'm like, that water is nasty. And I didn't even think of it. And the next day after getting home, because I ran him really hard that day, like for a long time. And uh, I, I got home. So the next day, uh, I remember waking up, and sorry if I'm laughing. The dog's nuts. Uh, <laughs> the next day, his eyes, he's all puffed up. His, his, he didn't even look like himself. Like, I swear, like his, his cheeks were like huge. Like, I remember looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? And it's like, oh gosh, it's the canal. <laughs> the water that he was drinking, and my wife, she's somewhere out here. She, 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 saw, she was not happy with me. She was like, why did you let him drink that nasty canal water? I'm like, he's a dog, I can't help it. But he, so they drank, he drank that water, and... I'm serious, like, he didn't, he looked like an alien, like, it's pretty funny, uh, and I started freaking out, because, like, the next day, it was still the same, I'm like, oh, my goodness, He's, he looks worse, and remember I was saying that he will fetch any ball, he'll, he's just crazy, the dog would not do anything, like, remember I said he would always be watching, like, you'd walk by the door, and it was like, all, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he looks like he's gonna die, and, <laughs> And I, I remember throwing a ball to him, and he wouldn't even pick it up. He actually went to go pick it up, and he opened his jaw, and he started crying. I'm like, oh, gosh. I was like, what did I do to my dog? Um, and even when I went to go feed him, he could barely eat, but he was still able to eat. Where am I going with this? I'm getting to it. So <laughs> I, I started, I actually called the vet. I remember calling one place, they didn't answer. So I called another place, and they answered, and I asked them how much, what could be wrong. They're like, I don't know, we need to look at him. And uh, so I hung up with them. I'm like, I don't really want to spend that money on the dog. <laughs> so, and so I started, I started looking online, like, what's wrong with the mutt? 
and, and come to find out, it's just like I found some stuff that was saying like same age, same breed, the exact same symptoms. Like he couldn't open his jaw, uh, puffed up. It's like, it's like you basically saying you better do something about this or else he's going to die. Like you, if you don't catch it soon, they're going to die. And to myself, I was like, oh my gosh. But calling that vet, when I got off the phone, I remember hanging up and I was like, what in the world am I doing? It was a aha moment of why are you calling a vet when you have Holy Spirit power living on the inside of you? You can take care, take care of this. And I remember getting off. I was like, I need to knock this off. I remember going to my dog. And I said, Jack, put my hands on. I said, be healed in Jesus' name. I curse any disease, any sickness out of this body. You must go now. And then... Because Jack's a dog, okay? He can't think for himself. Remember I was saying we got to, like, act on our faith? we got to speak it? Well, I was intervening for Jack, okay? <laughs> I spoke to Jack, and what did I do? I took a ball. I said, get it. I tried getting him to run. And at first, he wouldn't really run. But I said, I spoke to him. He's good. The next day, came back. Still looked like, oh, you look horrible. Spoke to him again. I said, you know, you, know, you were healed Start doing something. So started working with him. My wife, I didn't actually tell my wife what I read online because I didn't want to make her all scared uh, that he could die. And then it's just like, I killed my dog by letting him drink this nasty water. Great. You know, I have to live with that for the rest of my life. My point being, I, <laughs> the dog looked horrible. And every time she'd say something about it, I remember saying, it's like, look, he's getting better. Speaking it. Calling things out as though as they were. <laughs> and what's awesome is that two days later, that's when Jack, literally, it was a, he, he was able to actually grab the ball and boom, he was back to himself. Church, this is just a dog, okay? A crazy dog. Obviously, yes, I'm not comparing you guys to dogs, but there is a moral to this story and that is literally with anything that we have in life, we have this power to speak to things, to cause things to change, only if we believe it, only if we speak it, only if we act on it. I could have said, Jack, be healed, and then not even think anything about it, but no, what I wanted to do, I wanted to speak more to him, I wanted to work with him, I wanted to exercise his faith, and sooner or later, the dog was healed. Likewise, the same exact thing with your life is if you're dealing with something, all you have to do is realize, I got this power on the inside of me, body, you knock it off, be healed in Jesus' name, and you act like it. If you can't walk, buddy, you're going to walk. Even if you're limping, whatever, can't mean limp, horrible limper. Even if you're limping, you do it. That's exercising your faith, and you keep doing it. Even if it hurts, you keep doing it, and you, that's your faith. And I will tell you, you will see a, a victorious life. You will walk in it. It's those little things that help you push you get to that way I couldn't you I started small like I was saying when I was a kid like I'm gonna work with this with my stomach area I'm gonna work with this with this small thing to swear now it's just like bigger things like that's a piece of cake this stuff doesn't matter why because I've been working on it I speak to the small things in life if you're speaking the things and you're not seeing results keep on speaking try it in small areas if you have a cold rebuke the cold I don't get sick declare it over your life I'm telling you I've said that my whole life ever since finding out about this, and I don't ever get sick. 
Why is that so? I know it's funny is that when you tell people that, people always look for the smallest things. Oh, is that you sniffling? I thought you don't get sick. I've had people do it because people always say stuff. I'm like, I don't need to worry about that. I don't get sick. Sickness can't dwell in my body. And people will always try, the bus riders will always try to tell you, okay, that you do not have that Ferrari sitting in the garage. Do it and you'll see what happens. I'm telling you, people will do it. It's messed up, but it happens. Anyways, tonight, I want to do, do something. Yes, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to just leave you guys. We're gonna, I'm gonna, I want, if you came in here needing healing in your body, I'm going to have you come forward, not yet. But I want to, if you've never received the Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit power that we're talking about, like I said, you are missing out on living a victorious life. You will have power, but you want this extra power. There's a big, big difference. If you have not received the Holy Spirit and evidence and speaking in tongues, I want you to raise your hand. If you want that, go ahead and raise your hand, please. If anybody here, I got one, this, two people, three. Okay, can you guys come forward? Can I get some music as well? Hallelujah. Hey, you can just stand right, yeah, stand right here. You don't have to, don't, you don't have to face them. You can face me. Yeah, just like this. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Hallelujah. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. I'm just going to read something to you guys real quick. Do I have any Bible school students or altar call people that could help these, help like when I'm praying? You can just come forward if there's anyone. Okay, perfect. So listen up, just real quick. The gift of the Holy Spirit is just like when you receive Jesus. It's a gift. When you ask Jesus into your heart, and actually, I have to make sure, are you guys all saved up here? You guys all received Jesus? Okay, because it won't work if you haven't. I've learned that firsthand. <laughs> Why isn't this working? Uh, it's a gift. And all it is, just like you did when you received Jesus, it's just saying, God, I accept this gift. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. That's all that it is. In Acts 1, 4 through 5, I just want to read this to you real quick. Jesus commanded them, he said, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. That gift is the Holy Spirit. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now in two, verse two, or, uh, chapter two, three through four. Actually, it's just four. It says, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. See, they were all filled, not just a couple of them. They were all filled. There was 120 of them up in this room. So tonight, all we're gonna do, just like I said, just how we receive Jesus, we're gonna receive the Holy Spirit. You're gonna ask him to come into your life. So right now, like we said earlier, this is not thinking, Holy Spirit, come into my life. This is confessing, this is saying, this is speaking. It's allowing him to come in. So close your eyes with me. I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Father, I stand here to receive the Holy Spirit. 
Church, go ahead and say this along with them. Therefore, I realize that the Holy Spirit is received by faith. I received the gift of salvation by faith. Now I receive the gift of Holy Spirit by faith. I want to thank you now because I received the Holy Spirit. And say with me, by faith, I have now received the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. He is in me because Jesus promised it in his word. And I say it with my mouth because I believe in my heart that I have received the Holy Spirit. And now I expect to speak with tongues because believers spoke in tongues on that day of Pentecost. I thank you, Father. I will too as the Holy Spirit gives me We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.